a good song to get amped up to. Sing. Yeah. What's up, everybody? How you doing, Dan? Stupid kid. That is, of course, Double Ferrari, a band. If you don't know, you should know. Mm-hmm. Awesome song called National Anthem. That song got me pumped up. It really did. I haven't been to many shows in my life, but watching them and not knowing what their music was, like, and all of a sudden they started playing. Hell yeah. It, it was amazing. Yeah, those guys rule. Um, also, just listening to them really makes me miss, like, that type of random movie night gathering. Yep, going there to that, uh, that show. Yeah, Rolo says, that song wants me to play my guitar right now. Mm-hmm. Um... I forgot to put in movie night that we were live. I'm going to do that real quick. Rolo apparently is the only one who's got uh, notifications turned on for us. Well, I don't think you need them because it's just 8 o'clock on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) You really shouldn't. Uh, Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. You're listening to This Might Sound Stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast with two friends who get together and talk about stupid shit. Uh, yeah, AL Oster Camp has live notifications turned on. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is your first time listening to us, you can subscribe to us wherever on whatever platform you get your podcasts. Just subscribe to us there. Mm-hmm. You can also follow us on Twitch uh, and turn your our live notifications on so that when we go live, you see it. Uh, twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid if you want to email us you can email us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com and if you want to tweet at us you can tweet at us at tmss underscore podcast correct we're brought to you first and foremost by joey the good boy oldest best sponsor he's very cute right now those little feces Let's see what we got we're also, brought, we're also brought to you by Mike Long, a uh, wonderful designer from Minnesota, and a very good friend of mine who I love. Uh, Rolo says, and I am better than them. You are. And Amber says, but my phone is always on silent. Does Mike have cute feetsies? Mike? Probably not. Mike's tall. Tall, yeah, people, got, tall people don't have cute feet. He's got man feet. Yeah. You got, but you got to be like, you got to be little. Mm-hmm. You gotta be little, and then you can have cute feet. Like petite feet, petite feminine feet, step, feminine steps. Sounds like a lady when he's walking in the room. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Um. No, yeah, I bet Mike's. I bet Mike's feet are real gross. Yeah. Large hat, long shoes. <laughs> Big hat, long <laughs> shoes. That was maybe the one that got Dan the best out of anything I've ever said on this podcast. Long hat, mm-hmm. big shoes. Mm-hmm. Or no, was it long shoes? 
It was long shoes, big hat. Okay, long yeah. shoes. Uh what's what's new with you, Dan? Anything? Uh, not, not really. Yeah, me either. Oh, Dan, what are you drinking? What am I doing? Oh, uh, this is called uh, Special Reserve Mallow. That is a cool can. Holy shit! Uh, from Modest, it's a oak aged double marshmallow imperial lager that sounds disgusting lager that's why i bought it that's bananas no it's marshmallow <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that it's a good crack uh that can is dope as fuck yeah Ooh, i th- i guess i expected it to be darker Lager, I yeah that, that that makes sense. It's not bad. Not bad. Is it sweet? Yeah. Not really. It it finished like it's it has the sweetness of a lager, so like that regular old yeah. like it's not. And then it it finished like it finishes marshmallow, which is <laughs> interesting. The marshmallow like, marshmallows are sweet though. They are sweet, but it, it's more like the, uh, like the flavor of marshmallow, like kind of that. I don't know how to explain it. Interesting. You know, like, yeah. Well, the can is rad as fuck. Yeah, it's got I, a skull. I really like that can. Like, I want that it's on a shirt. It's got like beer or something. Doesn't it have yeah. marshmallows coming out of it? It's got a marshmallow in its mouth and maybe like jewels. I or can't something. tell. Is it gold? The the can is gold and black. Yeah. Okay. Gold and black. That looks so cool. I want that on a shirt, man. Uh, yeah, Monica's to make a can. I gotta get. I'm sh- I'm sure they hire an artist to do it. My ig. Oh, my, yeah. my playmate cooler by Igloo, the Everyman mm-hmm. cooler, as we've discussed. Uh, oh yeah. I gotta get the right beer out of here. <sighs> Igloo sponsor us. I am trying something new. I've never tried one of these before. We'll see how they are. The Summit Winter Ale. Okay. Or I may have tried... I mean, it's very possible that I've tried one and just forgot. You probably have in your decades of drinking. That seemed like a good crack. Mm-hmm. I don't know how... I, I never know how it comes through on Discord, I guess. I can hear it. It's dark. I like it. Well, last week... We kind of spent the whole episode talking about, uh, oh God. Last week we spent the whole episode talking about, uh, oh, I got a big old head on that thing. Uh Ropes. Ropes. That's fine. It's a, it's a, it's a summer real. It's neither good nor bad. It's fine. Like, I would happily go to a bar, sub shot, and you know, Drink one. huh? Drink one. Well, if it, like, let's say I went, we went to uh, tap room. Let's say mm-hmm. the world wasn't a fucking nightmare, and we went to tap room, and it was like, oh, these are five dollars a pint right now, or not a pint, whatever. A, yeah. Wh- these are five. We'll just say pint. These are five dollars a pint right now. Sure, I'll get that. Mm-hmm. But if it was like eight dollars, well, yeah, you know, like 
<laughs> that's the way it works in my head. Like if I'm going to spend $8, I want something that I like a little bit more than this, but it's not it's not bad. Yeah. So yeah, last week uh we spent I think the entire podcast talking about Oh no, it, we went we went off, we went down some sort of side road. About we, like we started like talking about the fucking health. yeah, we started talking about domestic terrorist Nazis that stormed the Capitol and then we Yeah. We went places. Mm-hmm. I called folding ideas folding tables. Mm-hmm. Which I still think is funny. Um me Big J's not here, but I, me and Big J had a I don't know, we had a good conversation on what what day Wednesday. Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. We had a good conversation just about the world. Mm-hmm. It, was, it made me feel good. But that being said, uh, <coughs> I was like, well, maybe we should go, unless some other fucking nightmare nonsense happens, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we should go with a little bit lighter episode. Uh, Trump was impeached again. Nothing final about that it's weird to say he was impeached because it's like well was he i mean he was in one spot yes yeah but the the senate won't uh um won't take it up until after biden's in post inauguration so uh i don't know i don't know what the future is going to look like but at least it does seem like uh you know, other government agencies like the FBI are taking what those people did pretty seriously. So, trying to investigate and track them down. Oh yes, yes, yeah. They uh, that's the thing. For as much as uh, Trump would uh, lambast the FBI as being worthless because they <laughs> wouldn't charge they wouldn't charge Hillary Clinton with whatever fig, you know figurative crime he wanted her charged with uh, her servers or emails. Yeah, or something. better email or something. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> you know. They are, you know, a premier law enforcement force in the world. Well, it just makes me feel like, okay, at least, at least like the government is still working. Like these fuckheads came in, but it's not like. Yeah. Yeah. CIA, FBI, they know. Well. What's at stake? CIA is the real government. NSA is real government. Yeah, CIA probably. I love that. Like, I I didn't know the NSA existed for so long because, like, you always like when you're when you're a kid in the movies, they always say CIA. Like, that's oh, like no. the the cool one. I watched the, I, the NSA kind of hides in the background. I watched I watched sneakers as a kid. I knew about the NSA. <laughs> they, they 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 do their shit in the background. Yeah, they're like they're like don't look at us. We're the NSA. CIA is the shadow government. Deep, deep state. Uh oh. Um, they talk about that in you know our favorite movie of uh, the 2010s, Sicario. You know, those guys just do whatever the fuck they want. They kind of do. I mean, is it <laughs> what? What's the uh, what's the thing where CIA was selling crack in the 1980s? What is that? I don't know if that had a name. Yeah, it did. It's not uh, Iran Contra, is it? No, that's that's a uh, arms yeah. to Iran. Okay, thank you. Anyway, um, they took Trump's Twitter away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard one quote from a guy who got arrested and fired, I believe. Crack Mart, that's not it. Um, 
And the quote they the quote NPR read from him was that he said it was the single worst decision I've ever made in my life <laughs> was to run into the Capitol with those people. And it was like, yeah, it was, man. I'm yep. glad you recognize it's- it now. It's too bad you didn't realize it before. Yep, like you know, it's like I get it. You like you know, you maybe maybe you got carried away. Maybe you didn't show up there that day, thinking I'm going to go into the Capitol building. Sucks for you. But uh, fortunately, that's a federal offense. Yep. Sometimes and you've it, been charged with. A sometimes crime. there's a real problem with getting carried away with the crowd. You might not be able. To, you might not be able to vote again for a while. You might not be able to own a gun again for a while. Yeah. Like, it's a you know, it's a. You fucked up, but I just love that quote. Like. His apology, because he got fired from his job, and he, had, he hadn't been arrested. He was being investigated or whatever. Yeah. And he was just like, it's the single worst decision I've ever made. And it's like, mm-hmm, you're right. Oh, yeah. They, they, you know, every day they arrest more people. Like, they just, they're just going through the tape, look at the pictures. It's, you, you don't usually have so much evidence that you can just. <laughs> right. That's one of the things Big J and I were talking about is like. So many of these people were so proud of what they were doing. I was like, what? I mean, I know there's like a lot of you there on the Capitol steps, but like nationally, there's not enough of you that you're like, you're going to have no consequences for this. Thank goodness for that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, your picture's on camera now. Um, well, that the other thing that I heard, I hope the internet uh, learned its left lesson after the boston bombing and like internet detectives and internet sleuths and kind of how gross that got after the boston bombings but the i can't remember if comey or who it was on npr they were just saying like from you know like internet detectives who i'm assuming he didn't say this this is me editorializing but my assumption is he's kind of saying like they're doing it responsibly they're not doing anything with their like internet sleuth stuff they're just submitting it to us he said, we got 150,000 pieces of data, good data, mm-hmm. on on everybody that went in there. Like, yep. And he just basically said, we're going to find you. The person who planted the pipe bombs, they think they're going to find him because of the shoes they were wearing. <laughs> like, I just, you got to be really smart to be smarter than all of the FBI and the internet. Yeah. Like you're one one of your only chances is if you are from bumfuck nowhere and have no social media presence and just kind of live as like a loner on your farm or something like that. Like maybe someone doesn't know your face, but but the guy with the guy with the zip ties they got from a very small piece of fabric or something. Yeah, people recognize. The clothing and they and someone's like oh i saw him over yeah. here with that same clothing right and it was yeah like uh, like, like you know like even though like confederate flag guy his face is just right out there it took them until like today i think to actually identify him thank you jr zip cuffs um schwatt said, we, we live in a world of truth now Adam. it's important schwatt said all of parlor has been leaked yeah, uh, yeah someone hacked up someone hacked well, they didn't illegally hack Parler. Oh, they Par- got in there and made super admin accounts. Okay, Parler, the the yeah. the conservative uh, Twitter. Twitter, yeah, Twitter, Facebook thing. Yeah, yeah, zip cuffs. Fuck that guy. Yep, and so they were able to geotag and find all deleted posts. So it's yeah. Uh, uh, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? 
little f- former like Fox News dude, Ben something. Shapiro? Ben Shapiro. He like he had a tweet that said essentially uh it was something along the lines of like I don't know a single adult man who doesn't have zip ties in their garage and it was like, "Bro, he said a lot of dumb stuff. It's, it's so much different. What are you talking about? It's not the same. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I watched a, a a video. There's this one of the, like the correspondents on the Daily Show is this guy like uh, Jordan Klecker, not Jordan Klecker. Uh, Jordan. Actually, it might, his last name might be Klecker, like Klecker. I forget. But uh, no, he, nobody but Rolo knows who Clicker is. Yeah, he he's gone to a, a bunch of uh, he goes out to a bunch of like the the Trump rallies or some or some of the other stuff and just kind of like interviews the people. Um, and he he was there that day, and so there's like it's like a it's, you know it's like a little it's like a 15 minute segment, but it's like him there at the beginning of the day, and like he's out he's out there and like all the guys are giving their speeches. And he and he's like following the dudes towards the Capitol, and he's and he's and he's like asking them questions. Like it's 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 very surreal because a lot of these guys have no like they don't know what the fuck's going on or what they hope to accomplish. It, it's like it's it's he's just they're just going because they you know. And, he, and at one point he's just like I forget what happened. Like oh like, like at one point like they're walking backwards and he's carrying and falls over like a proud boy. And he's like, you just assaulted me! Like, this, like, pathetic little proud boy guy and his, like, full, like, Kevlar shit. And his buddy are just, like, yelling at the camera guy for assaulting him, for, like, falling backwards into him. It's like, what pussies? But, uh... <laughs> it's like, you know, goddamn snowflakes over here. And it, it, it got to the point where it's like, well, we should probably leave now. And they, <laughs> they just got the fuck out. <laughs> yep. Um, Big J shared something with me that was... Uh, I can't remember the title of it. It wasn't there. It, there is like a internet famous angry redneck, but it was just. It wasn't that. It was just an angry redneck guy, mm-hmm. kind of ranting about these morons that did this. And he had a great line in there that he said, "Like what? What is it that this country hasn't given you that you're so mad about? What like what haven't you gotten mm-hmm. that you feel like? What are you so mad about? What hasn't this country given you yet?" Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that you need? <laughs> what more do you need? And then I also just love the, the the end of the video. He's just kind of like coming down from an actual emotional rant. And he sounds like such a hick. And he just, he goes, I mean, God damn, guys. You're just, you're making me look bad out there. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's very true for a lot of people. Where like, you are like, oh, everybody is going to think I am such an asshole because of my whatever. Oh no, that's thing, you know, and like uh No, yeah, Schwat. There I mean that is the real answer. But he's saying that to get them to realize like you don't have a reason to be this mad, probably. This Quit embarrassing me, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't how you go about getting the desired uh effect. No, man. Anyway. Not a society of laws. Instead you go to jail. And fuck over your future because you walked into a building like an idiot. Because you got that one guy. One that one guy's quote. It was the single worst decision I've ever made in my life. It's like, man, that's probably true for a lot of people now. Yeah, you just you made a really poor choice. 
<clears throat> okay. So, uh, because we talked like solely about that last <laughs> week, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna. I was I I th- I had a th- thought to myself like we should. Unless some crazy other bullshit happens, we should try to have a more fun episode next week. And then Javin, who's not even here, had I liked his idea. He said, you guys should do a mailbag grab episode. So, like, because several months ago, we asked people to submit more Mm -hmm. random topics, and we got a bunch of emails. It was really cool. Um, I'm playing with my hair. I'm twirling it around my finger like a ditz. (laughs) Um, and I like that idea. Like, yeah, let's just, we'll go, go to hell. Don't, <laughs> don't tell me where I am. <laughs> oh. I, I like that. Don't, don't you tell me where I am. So Javin is here. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to start out with Rob's random topic, which we haven't gotten to in weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get to Rob's random topic and uh, we'll see where that goes because sometimes Rob's random topics can just go and go and go. And if it doesn't go and go and go, we'll reach into the mailbag and we'll just start pulling pulling random topics out. <laughs> so, Rob's random topic. Here we go. It's been weeks. Somebody loved our tweet. TGA Media. I don't know who that is. Perfect. You have a mailbag? No, we should have a mailbag. We have an email bag. It would be fun. I could print them out, and then I don't know which one we're getting, and then just reach into the mailbag and grab one out, and that's the one I have to read. That's what we should do. Or physically mail Adam a letter. You No, I don't want to give my address out on the internet. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll give Dan's out instead. No. Okay, Rob's random topic. This is the way it works. Once a week, Dan or myself will text our friend Rob demanding a random topic. The rule is first thought, best thought. Whatever thought comes in Rob's head first, he has to send that. That just means Rob doesn't make lists. He doesn't think of them ahead of time. It's just whatever he's thinking about in that moment is what he has to text us. This week's, this week, uh, Amber, Amber says, my wife says, get a P.O. box. Amber, do you want us to spend more on this podcast that makes us no money? Because you don't like P.O. boxes aren't free. So if you want us to spend more money, we can get a P.O. box. Um, Rolo put himself in a danger sending this one this week. Mm-hmm. He almost he almost got hurt sending this one. Uh, maybe hurt is an exaggeration. Anyways, this week's Rob's Random Topic. The spookiest place you've ever been. Thoughts Interesting. Amber says you got to spend money to make money. Jr. taught uh-huh. us. Jr. taught us that. Yep. And he wasn't wrong so far. Cheers to Jr. I'm just kidding, Jr. <laughs> I could have died. Rolo said. So I I I met I I'm, I'm holy hell I can't say the sentence. You can do it. In. What is a culvert? Sorry. Yeah, me, I, I don't know what a culvert is. Wall of Beef says, I almost got stuck crawling through a culvert, and that 
I, like claustrophobic shit is the that makes me uncomfortable just read imagining oh it's a pipe nope don't go in it Jeff why would you go in a pipe ick I don't like it I there's a there's a book that I had to stop I was like nope and I just quit reading this book because it was the Mario book it was too claustrophobic he, he goes right through those pipes don't worry that's a really dumb joke Dan well I know you got through <laughs> I hope you're not stuck in the pipe right now, but you were stuck for a bit. Fuck that! Uh, what, I don't think what? it's the scariest. I think it's the spookiest, which implies skeletons and ghosts. Spookiest. That's kind of, that's kind of the problem. Like I, I can't think. I'm trying to think of a spooky thing. Like the first thing that popped in my head was a scary thing. Well, this is why I wanted Javin and his wife on here because I think they both believe in ghosts, and I just don't. Jr. Tips fedora. <laughs> Um, it was dark and wet. Although scariest, just scariest in general. I guess it was technically spooky too. Okay. Um, in Hawaii, having a great time. It's Hawaii, you know. Mm -hmm. Lay's pineapple, as you do. Um, we were hold on, hold on, Dan. Schwat just asked, "Are we talking spooky ghost stuff or realistic scares?" I think either is fine. Is what Dan just said. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going realistic scare. I want to hear more about that, Jer. Um, we were going uh, on like a like a snorkeling tour of some of the the local places, and basically the way it works is you you know you you buy tickets and you go on one of the boats. They go to these kind of designated areas, and there are pre-built anchors into the coral, so only so many boats can go there. And they and they these are the places where they basically can anchor their boat to. Um, and we get to our our last one, which is going to kind of be over by some some coral that has uh, some turtles, and we we have to park pretty far away. Okay. And so, you to, so you're you're just going to get in the water and and swim to the to the area. It it was deep and dark, um, and so my head went crazy. Because I'm in the ocean, and I just the, the things that could be down there in my head. Um, <laughs> so I, I I just kind of put my head down and just swam as fast as I could to get over to where the like to get through like the uh, the, the deep dark cloudiness to get to over where the the coral was. With the turtles. I, I was I was I was I was <laughs> it just it just spooked me. Just to like, uh, just I didn't know what the fuck was down there. You know, it's like, oh, there's, there's sharks everywhere or something. Like, it's nope. It was... I like, I like Wild Beef's interpretation of it. You thought ghosts were in the ocean? There could have been <laughs> ghosts, pirate ghosts. There could have been. Uh, but that, yeah, my, my, has, my heart was racing. That has never been a thing. Um, I no, I it was remember, a thing. I did it <laughs> for me. I remember when I first learned that Big J was a giant coward. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, Big J. But he was like, oh, I don't swim in water that I can't see the bottom of. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I don't know what's down there. And I was like, that, until he said that, I've never in my life had that thought of like, well, what's down there? I don't know. I, the ocean I get is a little different because there could be sharks or. Oh, yeah. I, I, could, I could swim in a lake all day. It's like, oh, whatever, there might be a pike in here. Yeah, but whatever. you, you also don't jerk. like it when seaweed touches your legs. I can see that, though. They, the, this was some weird, like psychological thing just because like we had just seen like big ass shark attack oh and like uh, like things that would gen like for real hurt me uh at the last one and and you, and you had to go over like the symbols like you, basically there were symbols you had 
that if someone in the group saw something, like, they would, like, throw up a thing, like, okay, like, you know, it's like this, like, this is shark. Yep. Like, so, like, so, like, they're, they're basically setting the expectation in your head that, like, look, you might just fucking see a shark. It's, it's probably not going to bite you, but there could just be a shark here. And so, like, you have that in the back of your head, even though it's just a safety precaution of how, just in case they see something. How common are shark attacks? Not not super common. That's I guess what I always default to is like, well, I don't think I'm special enough to win the lottery, which is why I don't really gamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I wouldn't really think that I was – it would be like I'm probably not going to get – like I'm not going to – if a shark is there, I'm going to get the fuck out of the water if I can, but – I just wouldn't worry about it that much. If they're if it's really rare, it would be like, well, why why would I think I'm that special? Is that, that's oh, so is that what you'd be thinking as you got bit? As oh, I got bit. Why am I so? Why am I? Man, I got my bit, time, yeah. I guess. I'm so special. Be like, Fuck yeah! I won. I did it. I won the shark bite. Um, but yeah, so like that was that was one time where like my for just just because my own head did it to me, my heart was just racing. Uh, all right, let's. I like I like the chat engagement here. So I really want Jr. If he's still here, says he lived in a haunted house for a week in the summer of my senior year in high school, and then Schwat said, "Jr., don't you dare!" <laughs> so I really want him to dare. Uh, Katie says that Gettysburg was the spookiest, most ghost energy in a place. What does ghost energy feel like? I want to know. I do. Um, uh, I I could see I could see being at. Gettysburg in certain places after dark being kind of spooky. I could see being for sure. slime. Uh, I could see. Oh, uh, Gettysburg's got real energy. I could see being like at Gettysburg or being at uh, like you can. I think you can tour Auschwitz or at least mm-hmm. some Nazi camp. I could see that just be like the the air there being really heavy. Like, I think there are, I've been to spaces where it's just, it feels different. The That's energy the, yeah. for whatever, for the lack of a better term, the energy does feel different, but yeah, I don't, like we were, I don't we necessarily think it's ghosts. When we were in Germany and that wasn't spooky. That was something else. What was it? Dachau. That's a, that was a, that's a different concentration. Okay. In Germany. That, that is that, something. That wasn't spooky. That was a different sort of energy. That is something yeah. that I would like to just go experience like the heaviness of it. I definitely, that's what I'm saying, is I think that places can have an energy, but I just, I don't know that I would associate it with ghosts. Sure. Um, so Big J said, not spooky, but closest I've been to death, I think. And then he typed out a big thing that I'll read later, or it's further down in chat. Amber said, I think my scariest moment was camping in South Dakota as a child in a hailstorm or tent blew over. I was sure there was going to be a tornado. Also can't think of something spooky. You need <laughs> while Aviv's making fun of me, he says you need to be special enough to win the lottery. Um. Uh. Oh, Jr. is talking about a movie he saw. Okay. No, well, he says his his story connects to Gabe. I think <clears throat> I think Jr. is making fun of him. Well, Jr. is not here anymore to defend himself. True. Uh, okay, so Big J says, on a boat with a bunch of friends and kids, I'm driving, storm starts to roll in, we slowly head back until I notice that the two little girls in the front of the pontoon, hair started standing straight up, I gunned the boat 10 miles per hour and tried to get to shore ASAP? Are we missing a part of Big J's story? Oh, lightning. 
is that okay? I think that's why he thought their hair was standing up. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> oh, hey, Kibby, what's up? Kibby says I lived in a haunted house once. I solved the problem by breaking up with my ex <laughs> and moving in with her best friend. <laughs> Classic Kibby. Uh, Rolo says when we were young, my friends and I walked around at night on Gray Cloud Island which at the time was said to be super haunted. We got pretty that, creeped out, but it was all in our heads. That That's a go-to for Woodbury Cottage Grove area is to go to go to the cemetery on Great Cloud Island. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, JR says he stepped away for a second. Schwatz said, don't you dare tell your ghost house story. Your, your Gettysburg ghost house. Um, did they clear out all the ghosts on Great Cloud Island? I don't really have one. I don't have one of like the spookiest. I don't. I don't ever. No, I haven't, Jr. Uh, I don't ever remember a time of getting really spooked by anything. I mean, I've been scared as a kid, sure, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Kibby says Ohio is supposedly the most haunted state. Um, the most scared I've ever been is probably when my son was born. <laughs> That's spooky as shit. It was well, just because of the Amber had to get in the hospital and we had to be like rushed to an OR, and it was just it was fucking bananas. That's the scare, the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, spooky, spookiest place I've ever been. I don't know. I don't have an answer. That stuff just, it never did much for me. So he's, JR says he has a witness of which is my mother. Mothers lie to protect their scared children, while the beef says. Um, did you guys do like ghost stories or anything when you were a kid? Of course. You like, I mean, you like turn, off, turn off the lights in like the elementary school bathroom and you do like the Bloody Mary. Yeah, I can remember doing stuff like that. Like doing Bloody Mary with friends and just getting yourself worked up like because you're an idiot kid and you think something could happen doing Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Or, I, you know, I had the classic stuff of like uh, at my mom's house, the basement wasn't finished. And if you had to go down there, you had to turn all the lights off before you could go up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you turn the last light off and it'd be pitch black in the basement. You'd be like, go, go a little quick. You just would have you would ha- and I can I can feel it even as an adult, but mm-hmm. you would have that feeling of like something is gonna grab my ankle from the blackness, and you'd just be like I, I gotta get up these stairs quick. Like every mm-hmm. time you'd bink that last light and then be like, <laughs> but other than that, I you know I can't think of a time I've ever been really spooked by a place. I'm also yeah. just I'm also just trying to think of energy in a place that I've been to the. The the most impactful energy of any place, and it's not spooky or heavy. Uh, I'll say it this way, which is like the dorkiest way to say it, but the most magical place I've ever been is Disney World. No. <laughs> the most... <laughs> All right, have a hang-up. <laughs> yeah, but end of the podcast. We're done. Um, no, the House on the Rock is like the... It, it had the most kind of special energy of any place I've ever been in my life. I've been there three times and I, I love that place. There's something about 
like that space that is magical to me. But it's not. Okay. It's like a fun magic. It's not. It's, mm-hmm. it's not scary or spooky. But the house on the rock in Wisconsin is. I don't know. I love that place. I want to go all the time. I want to live there. Burning Man. Uh, OU is supposedly very haunted. The grounds were originally an insane asylum. What's OU, Kibby? Ohio. It's abbreviated OU? Ohio University. Oh, okay. You I'm got not, it. I'm not stupid. You're stupid. Uh, so JR's just not going to tell the story. It's. It, I'm sure it's a thing. We'll, we'll we'll get him to audio tell us at some point. I've we'll, told. We'll record. <gasps> Send us a recording of yourself telling the story, and we'll play it on the podcast. There you go. Uh. <laughs> Javin, you thought he meant all of Ohio? It was all. It was a one big insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Um. Still is. I've told the story before. The the. The closest I've I thing I've ever heard to anybody having a like supernatural experience was that one with my mom reading the book and my my stepdad woke up having mm-hmm. a dream of this. Yeah, I've told that story. I feel like twice or three times on the podcast. Probably. Um, okay. Yeah. Jr. says it's like a twenty minute story that spans several days. I want to hear it sometime. Oh, for sure. Um. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Kibby, sure you can. If you have a haunted, if you have a haunted house story, you can send us a recording. You mm-hmm. got our email, or Jr. can send us a recording. I don't think he wants to though. Uh, Megan has to read it though. Oh yeah, you write it and Megan reads it. Mm-hmm. Or they can both do parts. Megan, it'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a play. It'll be a, be a, be a, be a, be a. That's all, folks. So wait, Megan has to play Jr.'s mom. That's weird. Oh, no, Jr. plays his own mom. Megan plays Jr. Oh. <laughs> he says he's not going to send us a recording. Um, uh, yeah, I don't have too much more to say about that. Spookiest place I've ever been. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I can, I can find myself getting, you know, like I've, I've been spooked a couple times, but I can't remember like a place that I directly tie to that. I feel like it would be really hard to get me like ghost spooked at this point. That's probably not true. It's just my feeling, but I feel like I wouldn't get like really spooked out by a ghost. Uh, yeah, I think it just—I think it definitely just takes a uh, <laughs> some, something that's kind of happening that that's that's so kind of like surreal. That's kind of to, to just kind of jar you. That just seems so like nonsensical. And yes, Schwat, an actual ghost would spook me. I yeah. would also just be fascinated, unless it was like a really scary ghost that could physically hurt me. I'd be fascinated. I'm to find out. No, I'm just thinking like those, you know, those show the ghost hunter shows where they're like, you know, spend a night in a in a dark place. I'm not saying I wouldn't be like, what was that sound? But it would. I don't know. It would. I wouldn't think it was a ghost. It'd be like a raccoon. Could have been a. Could have been a raccoon. Spooked you. What would it take to make you believe in ghosts? Assuming you're a skeptic, uh, a ghost. <laughs> I don't like. What do you mean? What would it take to make me believe in ghosts? It would take a ghost, a ghosts, a ghost. <clears throat> it, it, you, it was something where like you wouldn't take someone's word for it. 
someone's word for it. Well, the one experience my mom has, the you know that story I've told several times on the podcast, I take her word for it because I just don't know my mom to. Yeah, someone I really respect, <laughs> like Gene Wolf. Uh, I it would take it would take someone I really respected who who is also a skeptic. I guess is is what it would take if if I had like if it was somebody I really respected, but like before they told they saw this ghost, they totally believed in ghosts and thought ghosts were real. I it would be like. I'm sure that that's how you feel. That's how I, that's like when they told the story, I'm like, I'm sure it was very real to you, but I wouldn't think it was real. But if it was somebody who was like kind of adamantly a skeptic beforehand and then they had an experience that they like were dead certain was a ghost. I don't know. I don't know if it would make me, I don't know if it would make me think that ghosts are real. It would make it would make me curious about their experience, and it would make me kind of like want an experience like that. But I don't think it would make me feel like ghosts are real. Would you? What would it take for you? Um, it's in your van. Tough, because it's like I, I, I enjoy the stories. I don't necessarily believe any of the ones I've seen, or or heard myself, but, um, so it, it, it'd be, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's like, I've, I, I've always been like a seeing is believing sort of thing. So it's been tough. It's, it's, it's weird. Like it'd be, it'd be neat, you know, to, to hear like a really good one, but I, I'm, I'm trying to think of what it would take in the story for me to, to truly. I feel like maybe a, JR does yours involve like, <clears throat> windows getting open and doors getting dresser drawers like getting filled with stuff or is that somebody else i'm thinking of uh you guys are describing a dream of mine which is that gene wolf writes books from beyond the grave so i would have no problem with gene wolf haunting my minivan and writing books in it that's fine jerry says no uh okay so that's not yours i heard um I, I don't it. know. I think it would be really interesting to stay at like one of those houses that they claim are haunted. Um, sorry, I got distracted. There was a bunch of chats. Um, it would be interesting to stay at one of those houses that's really haunted. But I would, I think if it was, if there was weird paranormal stuff going on, I would just kind of default to like. Yeah, it's the people who run, like that's how they make money. They have people come and stay at a haunted house. They're just they have ways of doing it. Like slamming doors or things like that. I don't know. It just wouldn't it wouldn't it might give me a jump scare like, "Whoa, what was that? I didn't expect that to happen," but it wouldn't make me believe in ghosts. I think it would have to be like it would have to be something really profound. Sure. And you know, I I think that's I think that's the way it is for most people when it comes to uh, to ghosts. They 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 need to have uh, a profound enough experience themselves. I'd be interested to hear, I'm interested to hear Jr's story because I think of Jr as a very like cut and dry person. I mean, J- mm-hmm. that's not I was trying to find the right term because Jr is funny, and cut and dry I feel like implies not funny. I just I. You know, I feel like Jr. would be a skeptical person. I guess mm-hmm. 
So I'm interested to hear his story. Yeah. Oh my God. What is happening on my phone? I don't know. Stop looking at it. A ghost sucking under Peter like Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I'd believe in a ghost. He's very smart. Is that, if that's what you want to hear, JR. Uh, JR works with ghosts all day. JR's, mm-hmm. JR's a doctor. He tries to stop people from being ghosts. But then once they become ghosts, like you're, the Hippocratic Oath doesn't end at death. You're still responsible for that patient. So, JR, do you believe in ghosts after your experience? He says, I, I, I honestly can't explain it. I've never been able to reconcile what happened. That, that, I feel like that, yeah, that kind of puts him on the, the spectrum of, yeah. Yeah, I, I, interesting. I really want to hear that story. So do I. Podcast over. We'll just jump into a channel. Uh, should we go uh, to the mailbag? Sure. Yeah, I think we should. I don't know. I don't. I don't really. Would, uh, bring Jr. into your Discord chat as your first caller. I have no idea how to do that. You would just add him to the call with a video, and I think that means his audio would just come through. Well, big we're not doing that though. Jer- okay. But, Dan said no. Or I, I don't want to. I don't want to break it in case we do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somehow give out your address accidentally. Okay. I got you, goody fuckers. Um okay. Let's see here. Oh, look at that. He says try it out next next uh try it. We're not live. We can, we can do it next week. Okay. I'm fine with that. Uh, okay, this one. All right, I think I think chat might like this one. Well, my host dad got me big. <laughs> Shut up, jerky. Um, it doesn't say so. The it doesn't say anonymous, so I don't know. This one comes from Javin. What's your favorite part of a song? Not your favorite song. Not your favorite artist. What is your favorite specific part of a song? Example, Stevie Nicks' harmony in the chorus of The Chain, Lane's first chorus in the unplugged version of Frogs, the opening bass line of I Want You Back. Discuss. What's mine, Schwat? Um, That's a good question. <laughs> I clicked... V- Few rest of this message, and the only thing that wasn't included in the whole email was Git Outlook for iOS. Oh, nice. Uh, Bill Collins' drums real good. Do, 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 do. What do you got? What do you got, chat? What do you got, Dan? Uh, you got to carry this. I have to carry this? And you listen to music. <laughs> um, Favorite part of a song... I feel like, I feel like there's a ton and I can't think of any. Um, uh, the part in like, yeah, Rolo, Rolo sentiment is mine. Like I don't know, I, I'm panicking. The part in, uh, oh, I can't remember. I, I have to like listen to the whole song right now. The, I feel like there's, there's a breakdown in, uh. Mr. Roboto, that when it, when it, like it clicks, kind of kind of clicks over into like and like kind of k- 
kicks into like the next part of the song where it's like you know more more rocking as they say. Uh, I remember really enjoying that. Uh, <laughs> well, that's probably that's when, probably Dan's favorite. Four play long time. I love four play I long love time. Four play long time. That's uh, one of the. I'm gonna wake my kids up. One of the best things I've ever heard. See, the problem with me is I want to look them all up so I can just play them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll go for play a long time if I had to pick one right well, now. Well, I'm not going to do a favorite. There's no way I have a favorite. Uh, Rolo, what's the first Kill Switch song you ever showed me? Because there's a part in that Kill Switch song that is, I like, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um... There's, oh, there's a part, actually, there's a part in a, uh, see, now, the problem is I gotta, I gotta Google. Um, uh, Roll says breathe life. Is that what it is? I don't know. No, no, it's not this. It's on there. It's on the other album with Howard. Um, my heart still beats her name. That's it. There's a part in my heart still beats her name. See, the problem of it is, uh, like I can't, I have to play it. I can't, I can't like just make the sounds with my mouth. (laughs) Um, 30 seconds into give me all your loving by ZZ top after the first line. I got to have a shot. Billy does this guitar thing that I don't know the term for. All right, let's look that up. Give me all your loving. ZZ Top. And we're going to go 30 seconds in is what he said. We're going we're gonna to do our best to avoid uh, copyright strikes here. All right, here we go. Oh, this is a music video. Well, that's not going to work. 30 seconds in. This is a song. Oh, no, go 20. Sorry. Song. Okay, 20 seconds. I'm going to 17 seconds. Okay, so it's that part that goes. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Rolla says quitting him into loading Spotify. Oh my god, I'm sorry, all caps. Oh, I stopped it. The part that's going. That? This is harder than I expected it to be because we don't like. All right, I'm going to go back to 20. I'm just trying to avoid getting copyright checks here. Ah, the choo-choo. Okay. <laughs> Where you basically uh, strum and then pull your finger down the string. Okay. Yep, right after he says, I got to have a shot. Um, okay. 
I want to try to find the my heart still beats her name part. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, there's a part in here where everything drops out and then the moment it comes back in, the moment everything comes back in is the moment of this song, if that makes sense. You guys can hear that, right? I really like that part <laughs> of that song and hot like Howard's really subdued vocals in the background just saying my heart still beats her name um, uh, Big J had a comment somewhere I'm a fan of unexpectedly good slash hard-hitting electric drops give me an example Big J I'll try to play it and hopefully we don't I, I like a good um, it's not a fucking melody it's it's a song that is technically multiple that seem to just kind of be um, put together one after the other, like uh, like Sweet Judy Blue Eyes um, from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Uh, or I, actually, I don't think there's no I don't think there's Young in this. Um, but there's multiple points in the song where all of a sudden it just kind of changes just a little bit, um, and I I love it a lot. Give me a, uh, give me a timestamp. I don't know. It's seven and a half minutes long. I would, I would have to be like scrubbing through the entire thing trying to figure out where these certain where the drops happen. I'm not sure. So, are you talking about where the tempo changes? Because yeah, like, like kind of. Okay, because one of the things Rolo pointed this out to me, I never really realized it, but Rolo's like, yeah, you really like when when bands switch up their tempo, and like my, I have two favorite bands of all time, Pearl Jam, which they don't do that a whole bunch, and the Mars Volta and or at the drive-in and they do that a ton yeah dan likes it dan likes it if there's anything i know about dan it's it's when a band writes a a big song that is two songs combined and you like it when it switches so i think my my favorite of all of them when it comes to that is beatles golden slumbers carry that weight the end yeah it's a it's, it's the, a, that's the, a perfect example of what we're talking about. I, I, you love those transitions. Well, I, love the, I love the experience of those three songs together. Um, yeah, it, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that. Yes, Rob, Lamb of God. Hit me up with a good Lamb of God example of that. Not of, of just the tempo switch, not of like combining songs. Um, okay, Big J gave us a link and he said drop it 50 seconds. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna queue it up to 45 here. Tell me before you start, so I can play it on mine at the same time. All right, are you at 45? Yep. Three, two, one, go. I like that. Yeah, those are good. I totally agree. Uh, Not necessarily a transition, Kibby. Um, another another Beatles one. This, this is almost two disparate There's songs no way happening I'm playing at the same Beatles time. On this podcast. Um, 
Day in the Life by the Beatles. The first time I heard that, I remember being just completely like, just not not sure what I was hearing because like, um, it's so different than just regular kind of radio Beatles or because like I, you know, like you just kind of like discover these songs like later on as the as you can kind of explore <laughs> explore the catalog further and like hear them in different places, uh, but. Yeah. Um, I gotta find. Hold on, I might have to look. Talk amongst yourselves. We can't do that. Uh, so yeah, not a transition necessarily, Kibby, but like, I mean, it's not. It's not like when one track ends and another track begins. It's it's those songs that are written all is one song but they do they do have different songs within them um there's a okay um, okay i got it go ahead um well, i was gonna say like like yes is roundabout is probably one of the earliest ones i can remember hearing as a child because like that, that i've been on the radio a bunch and just kind of like the way that kind of roundabout flows into its different parts okay yeah, Big J, uh, Sigur Ross, I 100% agree. And Amber and I have been lucky enough to see Sigur Ross live at the Orpheum three different times. Some of the best shows I've ever been to. They take that stuff that they do that you're talking about. So Big J says, I love progressive songs that lull you into the climax, like six, six plus minutes. When they're live, it's a light show and everything. And it just, they, they ramp that whole thing up to 11. And when those songs hit, it's... Like it's near transcendent. It's awesome if you like Sigurd Ross. Um, so this is a, I gotta find the part of this song. This is okay. This is probably the best example I have right off the top of my head. There's better examples that exist, I'm sure, but this one comes to my mind of a a moment in a song that like I'm basically listening to the whole song, waiting for a moment. And it's the part of, of the chain when it, you know, everything else drops out and it's just the bass going boom, 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 boom. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to find it here. But this. Like this part of this song is what I listen to this song for. And the drums just. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's good. And they the recorded that bass perfectly. Like, it sounds perfect. And then slowly all of it coming back in. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Like, that... Oh, okay, it's great. That, off the top of my head, that is the best example I have to answer Javin's question. That is my favorite moment of any... Fleetwood Mac song is right there. I don't think they did it any better than that in any moment of any song. We we've talked about sweating music talking about it a lot on this podcast because we're both huge music fans. <laughs> um, but I we, we maybe even I can't remember if we've ever said it officially, but Rumors is probably the greatest album ever made, or it's got to be top five. 
It's a really good album. I don't know if I'd put it so many Lamb of God albums. Or, or, <laughs> Lamb of God does not have or, an album or, in for, my for top five. Them, you can't be one, two, and three. Yeah, it can. <laughs> <laughs> ten. No, ten. What am I talking about? Versus. No, no, you, you, pick, you pick ten by. <laughs> Versus by Pearl Jam. Francis mm-hmm. the Mute uh-huh. by the Mars Volta. Ten mm-hmm. by Pearl Jam. Uh, D. Louse in the Comatorium by uh, the Mars Volta, and I don't know. It's Ruben too hard. It's too hard to do a top yeah, five. You did it. Uh, probably, probably relationship of command by uh, at the drive-in, which is basically the Mars Volta. <laughs> so, so what we'll say is um, music, music written before the nineties. Before the nineties? No. No, that's what I'm saying. Music before the nineties. Then you can't pick anything. Oh, I can't. 90s. I can't. Mi- okay. Uh, that's a. Ooh, that's fun. Let's see where I, that goes. Top, top, top five albums before the nineties. Oh boy, I've. I've oh, what I've have made, you done? I don't know. I've made a horrible mistake. Yeah, this is bad. Uh. Uh. Oh, it we hurts. gotta we gotta come back to this. We're, we're, we're gonna stare at ourselves. For, it hurts for twenty minutes. Well, this is the problem with the music part. Is like I don't want to play too much music. The car is self-titled. Where is that? Is that your number one? Uh, number everyone, one. send us your lists. That will we'll come in next week with top top five albums pre nineteen ninety. That would be fun. I would love to read through those lists. If you guys if you guys email those lists. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. I will read every one of them because that would be really fun. You have a week to make them. Top five albums that were released before 1990. Uh Uh, The intro to Shaken by Eddie Money. Yeah. Well, if you you keep thinking of them, keep throwing them out there. The Beatles would have to have. I mean, that's where I get stuck. I go back and forth between like, what's my favorite Beatles album? You know what one never makes it on my list is Sgt. Pepper's. It's always like Abbey Road, Revolver, Rubber Soul, The White Album. I feel like The White Album's got too much goofing around to make it. Do we say you can only pick one album by an artist so you can't just go like t- three different Beatles albums? I don't know. Let chat decide. Is that All a right. rule? Or is it just is it just any album before 1990? I think that would actually be really fun to read if people mm-hmm. do it. One um, um, Okay. Roll says yes. Well, so since he vote. said yes first, no dupes. Bands. Okay, so that's two for no. It's it's you can only have one album per band. Um, one song that for whatever reason was in my head a lot for like one year. It seemed like I was putting it on like whatever CDs I was making to put in my car. Uh, when I was uh, fuck, so it had to be like I don't know early two thousands. Super young, damn. Um, Grand Funk Railroads. Uh, I'm your captain. I, I I don't know many Grand Funk Railroad albums or songs, and I don't know where I heard this song because it's like that's ten the fun part, Kibby. Huh? I said that's the fun part, Kibby. Sorry, go ahead. Um. But the song goes places over ten minutes, and I, I I enjoy the I enjoy the full spectrum. By Grand Funk Railroad, what's it called? Yeah, I'm your captain. I'm your captain. It's it's, it's about just people on a ship, uh, 
basically. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's there's like huge orchestral. There's, uh, yeah, it's it's really neat. All right, so so Wall of Beef says, uh, where did he say it? Shaken, it's like, it's like, like six. It's only like six comments up. Shaken by Eddie Money. I was mm-hmm. looking for blue for some reason, and Wall of Beef is green for me. So I was like, I can't, I can't see him. Please, and then he says, please play the intro to Shaken. So I'm not gonna play too much of this, but. Yeah, I like that a lot. Oh, good. I like that so a lot. Anybody's great. Yeah. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Uh, I thought that was trust. Man, Megadeth is one of those bands that I have tried to get into, and I just can't, and I wish that I could. Um, I know there's a bunch more of these because I, with my wife and kids, I will literally be like, hold on, hold on. If If we're driving around, I mean, not driving around, but if we're, if we're what Kibby, when did I say not for a music guy? What are you talking about? No, he's just saying that it's it's gonna be tough for him to do this that quickly. And you and you said that's that's the rules. That's no, I said that's the fun part. You just don't sleep. Oh. You don't sleep for a week. Yeah. Um. By all of speed. <laughs> don't don't do that. No. Um. And now, now Rolo says, "I wish you could as well, my friend," but I'm already lost. Wish I could what? Get into Megadeth. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll be driving around and like if we're you know driving out to my mom's in a non-COVID world or driving over to Amber Sisters or whatever, I'll just have like Adam or Adam. I read Adam. Jesus Christ. I'll have music on in the background, uh, and when certain moments of certain songs come on, just routinely throughout my whole life with them at least, I'll be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I'll turn like I'll just turn up moments of songs that I want to hear. It's, uh, but I, I wish I could. I can't like I know them when I'm listening to them, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. It's kind of driving me nuts. Oh, Big J just said it. Adam has stopped conversations with me <laughs> for specific parts of songs. Working out, driving, you camping, running errands. Yeah, I there's just like I'm I'm always listening to them, and I'm just listening for these moments. Um, Big J's like, can you spot me real quick? Hold on. He's hold like, God, on. He's like, God, God, hold, no, you're fine. Hold on. No, there. I mean, when when Big when Big J and I are squatting, like, I'll 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 wait for a moment of a song. I'm sure he does too. But you'll just you'll kind of, I mean, you'll you'll be getting ready. You'll be getting ready, and you're like, okay, that part probably comes out in about thirty seconds, and then you're like, get under the bar, and then you're squatting at like that fucking just awesome part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this interaction, Kibby. This is the equivalent of teasing me about movie night, just so you know. And then Rolo says, top five movie night nights. <laughs> uh, um, we got time for another one? I'm not done talking about this one. Oh, okay. I feel like I have other moments uh, in other songs. Like August Bird is Red, I'm sure has moments. Lamb of God, I'm sure has moments. You know what's funny is I don't think there's any moments of any Pearl Jam songs that I particularly love the moment of. I just love all of their songs. Question. 
Did you say good question? So that's not the question. There's got to be more of these. Oh, 100%. I, I just know that we'll, we would be... We would go through. We would go through a cycle of we would think of something, try and find it. Wait five. Wait wait five more minutes. Think of something, try and find it. It. it <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, there's another one with Fleetwood Mac, but it's a live version of uh, Rihanna. Rihanna is that the song? Oh, what yeah. is it, Rolo? Uh, Rihanna. Rihanna. Thank you. I didn't think Rihanna was right. Rihanna. Uh, Stevie Nicks performing that live. There's a version of it where sh- like it's she's just like completely gone she's in another reality um there's a part of only in dreams near the end when the whole song finally reaches what it was building toward that gives me total chills every time i know exactly what part part you're talking about holy shit well beef well says grand funk has a live album called live album and there is an intro track that's just the crowd milling around and clapping waiting for their band there is a pa announcer giving random instructions to the second guy's and after like 2.5 minutes of just audience, the track changes and a guy comes on and yells, the band you've been waiting to see, Grand Funk Railroad! And the best band <laughs> plows into a ripper. All right, I want to see if I can find that. Uh, so Grand Funk. Go ahead, Dan. Rail, railrobe. I can spell. Railroad. Live album. Full album is it on youtube hey the full thing's on youtube oh hold on hold on we'll get there okay i'm gonna go to oh god one minute 56 seconds Dan, Dan did get a new chair. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Kibby, I like the woohoo parts in song two by Beck. Uh, is that what I'm thinking of? No, Blur. Yeah, not Beck. Okay. Woohoo! It was the song I was thinking of. That's a drop and a half. Um, song two. Wallaby says it works better if it's super loud. I'm also sure it works better if you've actually listened to two minutes of the fans milling around. You kind of get that experience more of like them milling around. Oh, Pilsner or Kel. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the part in Only in Dreams is great. And yeah, there's just there's so many moments in songs where, especially metal, there's so many moments in metal where like just all fucking hell breaks loose and i i couldn't tell you off the top of my head where they are uh but i know that i love them yeah rolla says only in dreams would also be underwhelming if you didn't experience the whole thing so i'm gonna say my final answer okay is that that uh because it's the it's the really the first and only one that popped into my head is that fleetwood mac song Okay. I mean, I do. I, I like. I like that song, Chains, 
it's a good song, but I'm listening to that song for that moment. You know, an, an equivalent would be the, uh, the, the first song that Schwab brought up. What was it? The Genesis song? I mean, I don't really go out of my way to listen to that song ever, but that's the, that's the part you're waiting for in that song. Y- yes. Uh, I'll, I'll just go with Foreplay Long Time since that's my namesake. It's what I'm best known for. For anybody, is getting for anybody that doesn't know that, that story, Dan, what over a decade ago now was smashed at a party, and somebody put on foreplay long time. And Dan, is, what are those chairs called? Those bowl chairs? What kind of chair is that? Where it's Wait, like here? no, it's like a big wooden bowl that sits in a thing. Dan is sitting in that and just yells, "I love foreplay long time." Because mm-hmm. uh, I did. I still do. And you do. Okay. Next one is uh, next one's Big J. Oh boy, there's a bunch in here. Okay. Okay, we'll go with this one because it kind of fits with the Rob's random topic. Uh, so this one was submitted by Big J, and it is unrealistic slash unfounded fears or phobias, <laughs> i.e., me and lakes that I can't see the bottom of. <laughs> Oh. That works. That works perfectly because I made fun of you about that. I made fun of you for that earlier. I can't talk. Um, unrealistic phobias. I mean, I have. I, 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 I should. I should be less scared of spiders. Yeah, I sh- probably should too. I've gone I'm out not- of my way with my well with my son. I haven't done it with my daughter yet, but to pick spiders up like regular household spiders that I know aren't going to hurt me. I don't like the sensation of them crawling on me, but I want my kids to not be afraid of them. So I'll just pick them up and be like, see, it's fine. And I'll let them crawl on me because I know I'll be fine. But yeah, I agree. I should be less afraid of spiders. I'm really afraid of, this is going to sound dumb. I'm really afraid of Lyme's disease to the point that like, I don't hike as much as I want to in the summer. Cause like in the winter, my family and I, when we go hiking, if you follow me on Instagram, I always post the stories of like, we love to go like way off the beaten trail or the beaten path in the winter. We'll go like way into the woods and off the paths and just explore. Cause I don't have to worry about ticks on me or my kids, but I'm, I'm like really afraid of me or them getting Lyme's disease because we, because of a tick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I don't I, know I, that I, I have I, to be I, that I hear, afraid I on that. That's always like a, you know, I've always been a little worried of that. Um, I don't know that I'm, that being that afraid is justified, that is that common of a thing. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever personally seen a deer tick. I've seen ticks, but not, uh, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a deer tick myself. Yeah, I don't think I have. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, had, I've had I've had ticks on me that like those things spook you because it's coming out of nowhere. Like oh, you'll be sitting down and it'll, like if it hasn't like bitten you, it'll just be like like wandering around in your leg for whatever reasons. What the fuck? You know? Uh, they those don't bug me that much. Ticks? Yeah, I don't. They don't. I don't. They don't bother me. I get like mad at them. I'm like fuck you. Same with leeches. It's like fuck mm-hmm. you trying to take my blood. Uh, Vitam Anderson says, Thalassophobia is real, James. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Like, do you have it? 
Um, Kimmy says, I'm afraid of tasting things from wooden spoons. What? The okay. texture of the spoon always sends a chill down my spine. Interesting. <laughs> That's it, it, interesting. Is, it is a, it is a, a, a noticeably different texture. Like, like if you if you were to take like a wooden spoon, like you're like stirring like a pasta sauce or something with, or like a chili, and you and you you take a quick bite from it, like it's noticeably different. Um, the wood as opposed to metal. Dan, what Nate, what are, what are some other dishes that you would stir with a wooden spoon? Um, I do I do macaroni with that too. I don't know why that was funny. This, you pointed out like very specific things that you like if you're cooking a chili or a. Uh, I cook with our wooden spoons all the time. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Me and Javin are on the same page. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> you can put yourself in the mindset of it being different. Here's one of the things I miss the most about, a, like, going back to before COVID, or you know, hopefully after COVID. Is there are so many times where like one of you guys will start talking like that, and I'll look at Javin, or Javin will look at me like, oh. Here we go. Like, where, where's Dan? Where's Dan going with this wooden spoon rant? And I really, I, I really I miss be, that. I was just trying to be supportive of our friend Kimmy and <laughs> his, it is not liking wooden spoons. I'm not making fun I'm of you. I'm jumping down my throat. It's one of my favorite things. It's just like, oh, what's going to happen here? Um, I'm too, I get it. I'm too empathetic. That's probably too nice to that's, die. That's what I'm saying. I'm too humble. <laughs> Too humble. Big J says, if anything related to bending fingernails comes up, I have to press my nails down for about five minutes after. Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't like that, but that, I don't have that. Kibby says, I'm not joking, by the way. It really does send a chill down my spine. That, I mean, I, I, 100%, I, I get the I texture. For sure. I get the texture thing because that's, that's why I hate uh, water chestnuts. It's not, th- mm-hmm. they don't taste like anything. I understand that, but the texture of them is like uncomfortable to me it's off mm-hmm. it's off-putting it doesn't make me want to throw up or anything it's just off-putting mm-hmm. um big j says i'm doing it now because of typing that uh Rolla says i have a pretty strong aversion to raw chicken to the point where preparing it i am pretty nutty about how i wash things and how much it's just safe that I mean, that doesn't seem that insane to me, but like I've seen people who I can't remember who it is. There's a, like a YouTube chef that I've watched before who won't handle raw chicken. He has to wear gloves. Oh, interesting. He won't like, he I, won't touch it with the skin. It doesn't it, bug it, me that it, male. It, it is interesting. Like, I think if you're preparing enough of it and you're going to be preparing it for a long enough time, I could see like wearing gloves. If you're, if you're like, have to cut a shit ton of chicken to make some, you know, like a big dish. No, this just, is like just, just for ease of use. But like, I can't think of who it is, but this is like, he, it's not Alton Brown. He just won't touch raw chicken. Interesting. Without a glove on. I, 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 I do that with, uh, so if I, I don't know, I, it's not like a, like a tick or anything, like a nervous tick or something like that. But if I, if I, if I'm like, you know, grabbing raw bacon, and I throw that in the pan, or same thing with chicken, or if I or if I crack an egg, I'll just after I crack the egg and throw the shell away, I I'll just turn the faucet on real quick and just wash my hand. I, I'm not I'm not like sitting there for like two minutes like soaping, but I'll just I'll just give my I'll just give my hands a quick uh, rinse with soap after I touch something that I 
yeah, like, like a raw, like a raw bacon. If or you a, touch a raw bacon, you should probably wash your hands. That seems yeah, and that's, that's what I do. So like, it, I but, so one that I don't do, and people are, might jump down my throat for this. I think you just said it. If I crack an egg, and I throw the shell away, I don't go wash my hands with soap and water. I just like I'll turn the faucet on and wash. Give it a quick rinse. Yeah, quick rinse. But I don't, do people wash their hands with soap and water after cracking an egg? It's Even technically if I a get place a, where like the salmonella can come from. That's, and that's what I've heard. Is, butt, but it, it's not the it's not the inside of the egg that'll have the salmonella on. It's the outside of the egg. Correct. Yeah, I. But I've just I've never. I don't know. I don't. I don't really wash like wash wash my hands after that after cracking an egg. Uh. Oh wow. Okay. So Rolo says I have the faucet already running. Mm. Soap ready to go, so I don't have to touch anything. Trash already available. Nope. I am not like I'm not like that. Uh, I mean, we eat raw chicken all the time. <laughs> That's not yeah, it's 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 an old wives' tale. Um, I'm really trying to. So, Vitamin Anderson says his irrational fear is a snake in the toilet. I'm trying to think of an irrational fear. I'm super anxious about everything, so I'm sure I am. I mean, I made Amber text me about a thousand times today because she was going to be driving my kids in the snow and my paranoia is like well everything that i care about in the world is, is in that my, car is in that car and if something happens to it then everything i care about is potentially gone mm-hmm. so i get i get really anxious about that i'm sure if i think amber's probably gone to bed because it's 9:30 but if amber was here she could point out like irrational things i have all the time i get what I've been trying to do better at after becoming a parent, because I don't want to like totally warp my kids. I'm sure I'll warp them a little, but it's like I my head ramps everything to eleven. So like, I'm not a clean freak. I'm not like down scrubbing the floor every night. But like in my mind, it's like, well, if we don't sweep the floor because kids are messy, then we'll get mice, and then pretty soon we'll have such a bad mice problem that we have to like pay somebody to come in and remove the mice and you can never really remove mice. So like mice will just always be a problem. And do you have to disclose that when you try to sell a house? Do you have to say that you have a mouse problem? We have this huge mouse problem now. And it's like, bro, there's not even, you don't have mice. You know what I mean? But like my head will just go to this point of deciding that we have a mouse problem. <laughs> like, and that's just one example of like, I will do my really quickly. I'll just extrapolate mm-hmm. to like the worst case scenario and then it's like my brain, once it gets to that worst case scenario, is like, bing, yep, that's the problem that we have right now. And it'll just, I'll just start acting like that's the actual problem we have. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, it's not an, it is irrational. I guess that's an irrational fear is I'll just see a thing and I'll, like, we have this one stair in our house that has, like, a mildly sharp corner that, are, like, our kids are obsessed with doing stupid shit around. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it's not like they're going to fall over and get a bump on their head. It's like they're going to, especially since COVID, it'd be like they're going to split their head open and we're going to have to bring them to the ER in this COVID world and they're going to have to get stitches. And like, I, so I've been trying to be really conscious of that of like, dude, you don't have to jump to like what's the, the worst possible thing that could happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Vitamin Anderson says that sounds more neurotic than fearful. Well, we're not talking about fears per se where i guess i was thinking we're talking about irrational things 
Mm-hmm. It's irrational, and I am afraid of that happening. Like I'm afraid of, but isn't it an irrational fear neurotic? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know when it becomes. I guess in my mind, I would think they're they're interchangeable, because neither one is dealing with reality. Like an irrational fear and just being neurotic about something. Yeah, but like it, 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 a neurosis may not have a fear based around it, though. It may just be something that you do. That uh, makes sense. But, but yeah, the, but I think I think they very well can bleed into each other. Yeah, irrational fear, like a like an irrational fear of physical danger. Is that what you mean, Vitamin Anderson? Because then, yeah, then that's not it's not an irrational fear of physical danger. I'm always afraid, like, uh, and I don't do this much anymore. But when I was younger, you know, my my dad and stepmom live uh, down in southern Minnesota, and when you drive down there, you're on highway like state highways that are 55 65 miles an hour but they're single lane highways and i would every car that would pass me i'd always be mildly afraid that whoever was in the other car was going to jerk into me mm. I, I i had a i i've had that i remember like i had that for sure when i first started driving like it's like you're just you're, like you you don't quite understand like the rules of rule and people you know for the most part stay in their lane uh but yeah it's like it's it's hard not to think that sometimes because it's like you know, it's it's a fucking monstrous car coming at you. Um, I had a well in that case, Vitamin Anderson. I guess I'm just not afraid of anything. I don't know. I had a slight irrational fear with when I first started biking again and going quickly, uh, because our like the like the bikes that we grew up with, the the tire is just in the frame. It's just it's like it's. Um, you can't like pop the back tire off on like a like a kid's bicycle. Yeah, it, okay. It's like, it's like bolted the fuck in there. Yeah. Um, but now it's like you pull. You can you know you can turn the thing. You know pull the now. Down do you mean and, do you just mean adult off. bikes when you say now? Huh? Are kids bikes like that now, or do you when you say now do you just mean? Uh, adult I, I bikes? think if you buy like a cheap BMX from Walmart, it's probably just bolted together. Okay. Um, but if you were to buy like a six hundred dollar mountain bike. From like the bike store, you could take the tire off. Um, but I, I had the, the weird fear in my head that I hadn't quite done it correctly, and that tire was just going to pop off when I was going super quick down a hill because I hadn't quite, I like I, you know, I was new to it and I, had, I hadn't quite turned it the right way, and it wasn't actually tight. So I would, I would like over tighten it because I'd be like worried that, th- that this tire is going to fly off. I mean, that seems like a like a normal thing to be afraid of, I guess. So yeah, it definitely took just riding to understand that my tires weren't going anywhere. Yeah, I just can't think of anything that, like, I don't know, is debilitating. I don't think anybody's said anything that's debilitating, so that's not really a good way to put it. Well, Kimmy only owns wooden utensils. That's the problem. Oh, no. He can't can't ever eat or cook. Yeah. Uh, Kimmy says, I don't drive major highways either. I don't if I can avoid it. Um, so like for years I would not drive on 94, like going out to St. Paul, I'd take side roads just because I'm like, well, if I'm going to get in an accident, I'd rather get in an accident going 30 than like 65. Um, I was, I was just talking about this with big J. It might've been on Wednesday or it might've been last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
yeah <laughs> big j says i don't think i meant debilitating because i'll still swim in a lake and go tubing and shit <laughs> yeah i don't think anybody said anything debilitating um i was for like several years straight really really afraid of flying like to the point that i almost wouldn't go f- on an airplane mm-hmm. and do you remember that yeah it was it was like a four or five year period of my life where i had like ma- like sh- like shaking i would shake on planes like major major anxiety on planes um and then just from talking about it and some other things it just kind of went away uh but I, I, I the what i equated it to was it didn't happen until the so my wife and i i proposed to my wife on a trip out to San Francisco and she said yes and then on the way home we had this super hairy flight on our way home and it was like and super hairy for like it wasn't actually super hairy but it was like the hairiest flight I've ever had like with turbulence uh and I remember thinking on that flight like of course now that she's said she'll marry me and like I'm happy our plane will crash and i'll die like that's how it's gonna go and it didn't but then i like that fear stayed and it was just this it was just several years of having to work out like okay so i think i've been depressed my entire life up until around now and now i'm not depressed anymore (laughs) and i actually feel like i have something to live for and it's it's it it's really kind of jarring to say that because it wasn't I wasn't living my life feeling like I didn't have anything to live for. I was just kind of going through my life. And then once I really learned how to fall in love with my wife, which was something I actually had to learn how to do, who she wasn't my wife at that point, but once I learned how to fall in love with her and then like got engaged to her, it was like, "Oh, I I suddenly have this life that I'm afraid to lose. I feel like I have something to lose." And that feeling from that flight just stayed with me of like every plane I'm on, I was just certain it would crash. And any little bump, I was like, here we go. And it was, it just took several years to get over that. Now I don't, flying doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, I, I knew it was okay with flying when the very first flight we were on, um, an hour into, we had to turn around and go back to the airport. And they just said, oh, yeah, it was just, you know, something with one of the engines, we're fine. But we were getting chased down the runway by fire trucks. So like that, that like that like I, I just had the image in my mind like oh, they lied to us like like obviously something like something was wrong with this plane, and like that that you know, it, like halfway between here and Mexico they had to turn the flight around to land us again, like like it was so it's like, um, and I was fine so I was like oh like, you know it's, I, I so after that being like my first experience on a plane I planes have been like, nothing to me. I mean, but then, I again, never, but then again, I don't have anything to live for. So <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it before. It was just like never in my mind. And mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think it was you. It was either you or Amber who pointed out to me. And it was, it goes back to being so special that you get attacked by sharks, mm-hmm. but it was the same thing. It was like, bro, like planes in, a, in the U S at the very least, like almost never crash. When you look at the percentage of it, I think it's like less than 1%. 
like the likelihood of you dying in a plane crash is just so tiny. And it was like, why would you think that it would happen to you? That was a part of what helped me mm-hmm. uh, get over it. And then when Big J and I were talking about it, it actually came up because we were this. Okay, I'm going to admit this on the podcast because I'm a beer and a half in, and I'm I'm it's I'm fine admitting it. Uh, and it's not an, it's not embarrassing because of the artist or the album. It's just embarrassing that like this is one of the things that helped me get over it. But the album Jesus by Kanye West, mm-hmm. I love that album. I I go back and forth between which one is my favorite Kanye album, Yeezus or Life of Pablo. But there's just something about like the confidence that he has in that album that I was able to like feel. And so when Amber and I flew out to Long Beach, I just had, I had talked to all these people about my fear of flying and I was keeping all the things they said in my mind to try to help me stay calm. And at the same time, all I did on repeat was like before we got on the flight, on the flight, and then it was the same thing coming home before we got on and then on the flight, I listened to that album because it made me feel so confident and like, kind of going through the things that people had talked about, about how I was going to be fine. And then listening to that album and just kind of letting myself feel like super confident and invincible. It was after, after that flight, I've never had any fear of flying. Just, just walk out of the plane, like Dude, chest puffed out. Yes. Like, yeah. I, and a hundred percent as dumb as it is. And maybe I just have a dumb brain, but listen, but listening, to that, listening to that album does make me like puff out my chest and just feel a little bit unstoppable mm-hmm. and that's i mean that's kind of what that album is about is just being unstoppable um but it worked whatever mm-hmm. it was it would just worked i've never i don't flying doesn't really bother me anymore mm-hmm. the other part about it is that uh, now if i fly i have to fly with kids and you're so consumed by them that you just don't have time to be afraid of flying maybe oh yeah you, your, your whole idea is just don't Act up, please. Don't be Sit that there. kid on the plane. Just please, 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 please. <laughs> please don't be an asshole. But yeah, I don't really have a... I don't know. I, when I was a kid, I was really afraid of spiders. As an adult, I'm not. One of the things I did to get over that is I just made myself start killing spiders with my bare hand. <laughs> if I mm-hmm. saw them. Like, obviously, I, if we... I, lived, I, still, I still get it with a paper towel or a shoe. If we lived in... Well, yeah, I just did it to like get over it. But it was like if we lived in Mexico, sure, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out there like killing them with my bare hand. But uh, you need a show. now, by and large, I let spiders live in my house because they eat bugs. Uh, one time there was a spider. I also Nemo wanted to kill a spider in her house once, and I was like, no, like he's look at him. He's just up in that corner. He's not bugging anybody. He's not doing anything bad. And I told him I was like, that's Steve. And he was like, what? I was like, that's Steve the spider. He's not doing anything. He's not hurting anybody. And if a mosquito gets in our house, Steve eats it. He's fine up in that corner. Just leave him. He's fine. And Nemo's like, okay, but now anytime Nemo sees a spider in our house, it's Steve, which I love. Because, <laughs> you know, there's like a spider in the basement. I can see one right there. There's probably mm-hmm. a spider in the kitchen somewhere. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a spider upstairs. That's the one that we saw that's named Steve. But like any spider he sees, he's like, oh, Steve. Like I had one, like I, um, I had some like fruit flies that were like in my house for like a little bit in like the summer. And it's like, I was like, man, like, like, it's like, okay, I think I've gotten rid of anything that's going to keep these fucking things around. I like what, like, I think, I think I'm good. And then like, they disappeared quick. 
And then, like, I just kind of, like, I was, like, going upstairs one day and I looked up and there was, like, a like a spider, like, up in the, like, the top corner of, like, my stairwell, like, way up there. And, like, 20 dead fruit flies. Like, this thing was, like, feasting. I like these fruit flies up in the, up in the ceiling. The spider's up there living his best life. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm just, like, I don't know. I can remember my mom growing up. If she found spiders or stuff, she wouldn't kill. The only thing she would do is she would fly. Throw them at you. She would swat flies. She hated flies. But, like, basically anything else, if she found bugs in her house, she would catch them and take them outside. She wouldn't, she wouldn't kill bugs. Eat meat like crazy, but she wouldn't kill bugs. Fucking hippie. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not afraid of snakes. I would be afraid of like if we were visiting Amber's dad in Arizona and I saw a snake, I'd be like, stay away from it. I don't know what kind of snake it is. But up here, I'm not really afraid of snakes. Uh, there's a picture of me as a kid with a bit like I'm like a four year old with this big boa constrictor on me. Mm-hmm. Snakes don't have never bothered me. Yeah, I think even if like if somebody told me like this snake is poisonous, but can you take can you like get them so they're not poisonous? Is that a thing you can do with snakes? You may have to like remove their fangs. I don't know if somebody was like, "Well, this is a poisonous snake, but it's not. It won't hurt you." I'd hold that. It just that it doesn't scare me. The snakes just don't bother me at all. If somebody was like, "This is a poisonous spider," I'd be like, "Well, fuck that thing." Mm-hmm. And those big millipede things. You know the big ones? Oh, yeah, fuck those. I'm not holding one of those. I have nope. no, there's nothing I can gain by holding one of those. So I guess I'll, that's, I'll, I'll draw the line at, at fucking big-ass centipedes. I'll get, I, guess, I guess that's a... That's a so big Jason says no, Adam. Yeah, I, I, I ain't dealing with fucking giant-ass centipedes. Yeah, that's I want like, nothing to do with that. That's where I draw the line. Get them out of here. Nothing I'll gain from that. I, 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 w- I was worried for like a day once when I worked in the Geek Squad because someone had... Uh, I forget which one of the uh, the text head like opened a box from repair mm-hmm. and like there was like and like a like a big ass like, apparently like, like a like a big like you know like a like a, a decent sized like centipede millipede thing had like come out with the was in the box and like went under a, went under a desk somewhere so in the back of my head for that whole week I was I was just like this fucking thing somewhere and I was just like I was all antsy about because I fucking hate those things. Amber and I spent a summer living with her aunt and uncle out on Lake Minnetonka. Mm-hmm. And we lived in the basement, and they had like bit like big, uh, mm. not that big, but like this big. Still, no thanks. Millipedes that would crawl on the wall, and so Amber made <laughs> Amber made me sleep on the bed, on the wall side because she didn't want to be by the millipedes, and I can remember several times of just waking up and there'd be a millipede on the wall, and I'd just have to smack it with my bare hand, and those no like thanks. they're not even that big. Yeah, Big J just put this in chat. What an asshole. I guess... I don't want to look at it. I guess this is an irrational fear because I just want nothing to do with this even though I know... Even though I know that thing... I don't know. Fuck that. I'm I'm not even looking at what you're doing. Why are you doing this? Rolo says, I don't know what circle of that thing belongs in Big J, but it is one of them. Yeah, I want nothing to do. Nothing to do. I took it off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> roll a hard pass on that. I don't. There's nothing I can gain by holding one of those. There, there's a thing with uh, that was from the the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when the the female 
uh, of the movie has to go into that room with all those fucking and they just threw them at her like they like she didn't quite know like I'll I'll, I'll just say they probably, they probably lied to her about what was actually going to happen and yeah just oh boy no thanks I like Javin's comment earlier I forgot about it. We had pet snakes when I was a kid, and I assumed all snakes were just cool with being held. Grabbed one in the woods and ended that mystery real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, oh no, uh, yeah, Rolo, uh, me and Matt are the opposite. So Matt, Matt's a, a, a small slithery thing, and I'm a leg guy. Yeah, that's so, usually how it goes, is you're either legs. I'm to the point where spiders don't bother me. I mean, if somebody was like, Hey, this tarantula might bite you and it'll hurt because it's poisonous, but it's not like the poison's aren't going to kill you. It'll just hurt. I would hold the tarantula just to experience it. But that... Yep. It's, it's weird how it is. Yeah. yeah, like it's like... Like it, Mal was the first person, or Vitam Anderson was the uh, the first person that was like that for me, where it's like he, he was the no leg and I was the all the legs. He hates, like, he hates that snakes can jump. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. See those those. seen them like fling out of a tree is like his version of hell. If they're so okay, Rolo. He says I have a live and let live attitude towards snakes. If there was a snake in your house, would you kill it or would you just bring it outside? Because I would just I would just grab it and bring it outside. I wouldn't put it outside my house. I would I would I, I might take it further away. I just throw it outside. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question. If there was a mouse in your house, would you kill it or would you bring it outside? Dan? Rolo? Anybody who wants to answer that question? I, I If it was alive and I could catch it live, I wouldn't kill it. I would take it somewhere else. <laughs> that answer... Uh, what a monster. Bring it outside and kill it. Uh, yeah, Big J, I'm the same way. If there, if there's a mouse inside my house, you're dead. I don't, uh, I've only ever had to kill two mice. So here, I'll tell a story. I learned my lesson, not with a mouse, but with a bat. What do you do on camera? Um, when Amber and I lived in Northfield, this is over a decade ago. Um, we had a bat in our house and our cat attacked the bat and like the bat wasn't, it wasn't coming back. And I threw a a towel or something over the bat and I wrapped it up and I brought it downstairs and I put it in the garbage and I feel so embarrassed to tell the story. It was like, it had little bat screams going like, and I just like those. It was like the telltale heart. Those screams just stuck in my head. So you slowly murdered this thing? Yeah, I put it in a towel, dude. I oh my god! I'm genuinely embarrassed to tell it. <laughs> like I threw, I wrapped it up in a towel and put it in the garbage, but I didn't just kill it. And I still to this day feel bad about it. Like I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't. It was like once I put it in the garbage, it was like, well, I can't go take it out of the garbage. It was. I don't know. I, sure, sure, no. Like, I, I, I get what you do. No, feel I'm that. embarrassed. I get, I get it. it makes sense. I feel, I feel, and felt bad about it, and and I like told Amber, and I it was just like, if if there's something in my house like that, I'm gonna kill it. Like, I don't want it in my house. 
but I'll 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 just kill it from now on. And so now we've had two two different times where a mouse got into our house and I just it was I just killed it. Uh the first time was it was like a few months after we had Nemo and Amber comes in and she's like there's a mouse in the room and I was like what? She's like there's a mouse in that room. And so I went in there and I threw a blanket over it and then I just smashed a book on top of it and that thing was dead as a doornail. And then the other one was the other one was a little harder. Uh it was a mouse got trapped in a like a sticky trap that I had put in our house. Mm-hmm. Cuz we knew there was a mouse in there and it got stuck in the sticky trap and when I got it it was like, you know, it stuck in the sticky trap but it was still like flailing around trying to get out and it was just like, "Uh oh, sorry, buddy." And I just I just crushed it under a brick. Mm-hmm. I crushed its head. And that one felt bad. But you could see it. Because I could just, yeah, it was just the other, the other mouse, the other. So listen, that, that motherfucking mouse that woke me up when I had like my first child who's Mm -hmm. like three months old and I'm barely sleeping anyways. And this fucking mouse dared to wake me up. That thing was dead. I still don't feel bad about that thing. It was like, fuck you. I threw that blanket over it and just slammed a book on it. And Amber's like, what did you do? And I was like, I smashed it and I'm going to throw it away. (laughs) It's dead. We don't have to deal with it. We have to wash this blanket really well. Uh, but that one that was caught in the glue trap, it was just, you know, it was like the, like I got home from work and I was like, oh, there's a mouse in that glue trap. Okay. And then I had to take it outside and crush its sad little head with a rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, plastic bag, step on head. Don't have to see it. Don't have to worry about the mess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just took it out in the grass and went with a brick I had out there and it was dead, you know, at least it died really quick. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel good to kill him though, but, but the, I just think it's interesting. If I found there's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill a snake. I would just pick up a snake and bring it outside. Yeah. Cause it, well, the snake seems more like it got <laughs> in there. Oh, by accident. Jesus Christ. Like, like the snake seems like it, it shouldn't, like it, it didn't mean to get there. It didn't mean to be in your house. Well, neither the mouse. Well, I guess the mouse. Didn't. No, the, the mouse for sure meant to be in your house. It was, it was stealing your food. It's pooping everywhere. I feel like that snake just kind of happened to get in there. Rolo says one got caught with one leg in the garage. Took it to the front yard and hit it with a shovel. Big smile, full bone. Ah, <laughs> uh, Big J says that's a bit of overkill. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna go back into the mailbag. Let's just sure. let's just keep talking about killing small. Things. <laughs> no, I don't wanna. I don't even wanna. I would if there was a way. I did see once a thing that you can do to catch if you if you're like, oh, I have mice in my house. Mm-hmm. Mice can only jump so high, and so you get a plastic bucket. And you get a like a little piece of wood that goes over the bucket, and then you put peanut butter at the bottom of the bucket, and the mouse will go in and go like go down to get the peanut butter, and then you put Vaseline all over the inside of it, so the mouse can't jump up and like climb out of the bucket. And then and then you just like if a mo- if you go home and there's a mouse in your bucket, you just take it outside and dump it outside, but. My absolute favorite podcast in the entire world, 
is called We Have Concerns. It's the best podcast that does exist or has ever existed as far as I'm concerned. It's called We Have Concerns. Go subscribe to them and listen to them because they're awesome. But one of their episodes was about a study that was done on mice. And mice can find their way back to their like home from like five miles away. Which is bananas when you think about how small a mouse is. But it was like you can dump them up. It was something like that or 3.5 kilometers, which I think is five miles. Kilometers are much shorter than miles. Yeah, so 3.5 kilometers would be... Like a mile. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Maybe it was the other way around. Anyways, it was some like really big distance that they could two. find They could find their way. still really far. Maybe it was just two miles, because I, I have the 3.5 kilometers in my head also. They could find their way, so if you're like, if you catch a mouse, and then you just take it outside and dump it, like it's probably just going right back in your house. <laughs> Mhm. Oh yeah, you, you gotta take the thing away. Uh, uh, like Big J brings up the the interesting way, the only way to legally kill a squirrel in Minneapolis is by drowning it. Uh, when I was at River Falls, the thing you were not allowed to do on campus was chase the squirrels. Hmm. So I like, did a shit ton of squirrels running all over the place. Like there's some, I don't know if it was like a, like, a, like a county rule, city rule, but you could not chase the squirrels. There, there's a story behind that rule. I love. I can't remember who said that, but somebody was like, "If you see something like that, there's a story behind it." Correct. And when we were at a uh, Big J knows this because our families will stay there. There's a hotel in Duluth that allows dogs. Mm-hmm. Dogs don't have anything to do with it, but we all stay there because we like to bring our dogs when we go up to Duluth. And they have a huge, like, thing of lemon water, but they put ice in it. And on the, like, in big bold letters, there's a thing on the top of it that says, please do not reach into this receptacle to grab ice. I have a picture of it somewhere. And so I just love that, that side, like somebody at some point or potentially multiple people had been pulling the top off of this like big water thing for people to drink water from Mm -hmm. and grabbing or scooping ice out of it. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of fucking rednecks. Mm-hmm. Never in my life would I see that big thing and be like, yeah, I can just grab ice out of there. You fucking hicks. Um, big J says, although I watched my grandpa murder a family of raccoons with a shovel and a shotgun. That was a good night. Jesus. <laughs> Kibi says, I wouldn't be afraid of the mouse or its snake in my house. I just don't like uninvited guests. Yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid of them. Like my wife is afraid of mice. Like loses her mind afraid of mice. I don't give a shit. I just I don't want to deal with them. Like a mouse, here's the deal. You might catch me on a good day mouse and I might try to like capture you and let you go. But if you mm-hmm. if you catch me when I'm in a bad mood, you're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Um and then Big J also said those mouse buckets do work. Use them at camp and we would catch dozens. Sorry, I'm just reading through these. Mm-hmm. My buddies and I, Rolla says, my buddies and I used to come up with creative ways to trap mice when we were bored in our first apartment. Oh, that apartment had mice? That makes sense. Of all the pictures I've seen from it, I, I would be surprised there weren't mice. Yeah. I, as far as I know, knock on wood, I've only I had a I had one mouse, 
at our old house and I've had one mouse in this house. And we knew we had a mouse because we would see like droppings. Hmm. And so I bought a bunch of, oh, not that place. We bought a bunch of sticky traps and put the sticky traps out. And it was like two days later we caught that motherfucker. Because I, all I did was when I got the sticky traps, they were like, put them in places where a mouse would feel comfortable running. <laughs> and that's what I did and that's where I caught it. Mice ate them all. That's a dumb joke. <laughs> all right. I think we should wrap up, Dan. All right. I don't have a lot else to say. It was nice to get back to random topics mm-hmm. and not have catastrophes in the world to talk about for once. We we got our list for next week. Oh, man. I really hope people do that. I'm going to tweet out reminders and put reminders okay. in movie night until people get annoyed with me. Uh, Joey has moved, and I don't really feel like moving the moving the webcam that means i have to make a list yeah it's gonna suck rollo says love the cast guys this was fun thanks rollo i agree um yeah hopefully we have a few casts in a row where we don't have giant calamity i mean there's obviously stuff we could be talking about but um when we first came in, we listened to a song by Double Ferrari. Go listen to that band because they rule. Mm-hmm. If this is your first time listening to us, you can subscribe to us on whatever app you get podcasts on. You can also follow us on Twitch and tune in live. Twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at TMSS underscore podcast. And if you want to email us a list, email us. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. The list for this week is top five albums that came out before the 90s. I'm going to see if I can get my mom to email us a list before next week. Because, like, I don't don't know if my mom can name an album that came out after the 90s. (laughs) Maybe that should be her list. Top, Top five albums that came out after 1990 for my mom. Uh, should Rolo and I take over when you guys are away? I think you and Rolo should just start your own podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're going to leave you with a picture of an empty couch because Joey moved. Ooh. Good night. Good night.